happy, positive, motivated, inspired, feel fantastic. <laughs> uh, easy for me to say that because that's how I live my life. But what about the crappy days? What about the bad days? What about the days when you feel stressed? What about when life throws horrible things at you? What about when you don't feel like it? The days you want to give up, the days you want to pull the covers over, <laughs> over your head and just stay in bed. Uh, and awesome if you can. And there's a lot of people who call in sick or they have a stress day or a mental health day or they take a holiday. But what if you don't have an option to do that? What if you literally have to get up and you have to be mentally tough and strong regardless of how you're feeling on the inside? And I know we live in a world where that's not probably required much anymore. You literally can call in and have a sick day or have a mental health day. There are some people who take six months or 12 months off because they need to have a rest or a break from life or from their job or their career. But there are some people where that is just not an option and they have to be tough and they have to be strong. Or there are people who are tough and strong and they would never consider the option of being weak. And they're the people that I like to learn from and the people that have to be tough and strong all the time, uh, would it be a good idea to have a look at? You know, there really are some people in the world who handle challenges, overcome challenges, solve problems. Uh, they laugh under tough situations. They provide uh, mental strength for the people that don't have it. Uh, do you need to be one of those people? And if you're not one of those people, is it possible to become one of those people? And I think there are some tools that we can use. And the reason I share that so passionately is when I meet mentally tough people, I always ask questions. And it seems that there are some tools that we could all use if we decide to. So it's a bit like literally having a toolbox. It could be sitting nicely on the bench and you never open it. Uh, you could open it and take out a couple of tools or one tool or five tools, but not use the, all of the tools in the toolbox. Or because you've got access to a great toolbox, you might use it on a regular basis. So here I am in my kitchen with my uh, two amazing set of tools, and I've got three. And I wanted to share them with you because uh, every day, without fail, because I communicate with so many people, whether it's via email or phone or Zoom or face-to-face, -face, I interact with a lot of people every day. And every day, without fail, uh, the, the response to, are you amazing? Because st I've stopped asking people, how are you? And there is a reason for that, and I would like to share that this is one of the tools for me to keep my mental health tough and strong and what could be helpful with other people's mental health. Because if I ask somebody, how are you, and that person is sick or tired or stressed or angry or injured or having a bad day or wanting to share all of that with me, uh, how mentally tough do you have to be to take on other people's stuff? And if you meet 100 people every day, if you talk to 100 people every day, and everybody you talk to says, I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm miserable, I'm grumpy, I hate my job, I hate my partner, I wish I had more money, I'm really stressed, I'm injured, I'm sick, uh, you would have to be pretty bloody strong, yeah, to handle that much negativity in a day. So that's one of the reasons why I don't say, how are you? Because people often share with me how they are. But... I've changed my vocabulary to aim to get more positive responses. So instead of saying, how are you? I'll say, you're amazing, aren't you? Give me three reasons why you're amazing. And surprisingly, because that's a headspace change and people aren't used to hearing that, 
uh, often people will give me three reasons why they are amazing or if they're having a tough day, instead of giving me all the reasons why that's a tough day, they might share with me, well, I will be amazing when and if. And I'll often use that as an ongoing question. So you're not going great at the moment, but what could you put into place so that you are going great in the future? And for me, this is number one tool. I've got two tools here that I can touch and hold, but this is number one tool. Uh, the words that we use. If you say to yourself, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm angry, what hope have you got to be anything else? And I share this very openly that that is a vocabulary change that I have implemented now into my life for a very long time and it has literally changed my life. So I use something as simple as, May your Mondays be magical, may your Tuesdays be terrific, may your Wednesdays be wonderful and wow, and your Thursdays be thankful, may your Fridays be a fun day, may your super days and Saturdays be super, may your Sundays be sparkly, because you choose them to be. Now that's just called the Rowie Happy Song. But there's a very specific reason for that. Because if I talk about the days of the week and they're boring and I'm having a bad day, and particularly Monday, often people will just share with you they're having a crap day because it's Monday. Uh, I've changed my whole headspace. So I actually have changed the names of the days of the week. Magical day, terrific day, wow day, thankful day, fun day, super day, sparkle day. And people think it's a bit weird and a bit crazy and that's Rowie and her happy words. But a very powerful tool for my headspace. Also a very powerful tool when I'm talking to other people and on every email I type and every text message I send, I don't use the words, the normal days of the week. I use magical day, terrific day, well day, thankful day, super day, sparkle day, because I would like to not just have those words going into my headspace, but could they be helpful going into other people's headspace? The reverse of that, if everybody I come in contact with and I tell them how sick I am, how stressed I am, how angry I am, how miserable I am, how much I hate my job or my, my relationship is terrible, uh, I feel even bizarre saying that because I, I'm in a place in my life where I would actually rather die than tell somebody that I feel sick or I feel tired or I feel terrible. And the reason for that, there's two parts. Number one is I don't want to put my crap onto other people. I think it's irresponsible and disrespectful to tell somebody who can't help me uh, what's going on in my life, what rubbish is going on in my life, because they can't fix it. And I just feel that I wouldn't be adding value to somebody's life by telling them that my life is crappy. And I'm just going to pre-frame that slightly. I have lots of really crappy days. I have terrible days. I have people uh, say terrible things to me. I've had people sick, die, uh, tragedies that happen to people. I'm, I deal with a lot of people every day and I have lots of terrible things going on in my life. But if I share that with somebody else, I just feel like I'm not adding value to their life. How about you? How, how do we add value if we're telling people about the terrible stuff that's happened to us? But much more important than that, if I keep saying, if I meet 100 people every day and I tell them how terrible my life is, that person hears it one time, but I have to hear it now 100 times. And if I keep telling my brain, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I hate my job, what option do I have? My brain's just going to do what I tell it to do. And that's the most powerful tool is our vocabulary, the words that we say. And here's where it becomes uh, quite confrontational. 
And the first time this was shared with me, I got a little bit edgy because <laughs> I, I didn't want this to be true. But logically, let's, have a, let's just analyze this. Do we choose what we say? So if somebody says to you, how are you? You might be in the habit of saying not too bad, for example, which is a crazy thing to say because it's bad, but not too bad. But you might be in the habit of it. But how did you get into the habit of it? You started saying it and you continued to say it and became a habit. We get to choose the words that we say. So if somebody says to you, how are you? And you just automatically say, I'm awesome. I'm fantastic. I'm amazing. I'm having a sensational day. I, will, I always say something like, I'm helping people have a career that they love and not a job that they don't. I'm having a bloody great day. How are you? I've got into the habit of that. So the words that I use that my own ears are hearing, that's the stuff that's coming out of my mouth is different than not too bad, wish it was Friday, I feel sick, I feel tired. We get to choose our words. Now, if we choose our words, isn't it just logical the next step that we choose our thoughts? So if I'm thinking, I feel sick, I feel tired, I could now change my thoughts. I could consciously say to myself, I feel fit, I feel healthy, I feel strong, I love my life. Now, some people call that telling lies in advance. Sorry, telling the truth in advance. And some people tell me that's telling lies. I'm going to give you, uh, this is just my personal opinion from somebody that gets accused of being really happy all the time. Uh, I get to choose how I feel and I get to choose how I feel right now. Uh, I'm not a happy when and if person. A lot of people, and you'll hear people say that, yeah? I'll be happy if I lose weight. I'll be happy when I go on holidays. I'll be happy if I have more money. I'll be happy when I get out of this housing relationship. Uh, I'm not into that. I want to be happy right now. I don't want to have to wait. I don't want to have to rely on other people. I want to choose how I feel right now. And the psychiatrist that shared this with me initially, and I, as I said, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable, but logically, it's true. I get to choose what I say. I get to choose what I think. If I change my thoughts, so if I'm thinking I feel crappy and I change that to I feel fantastic, or even better, ask yourself, your brain, ask yourself a question, which is how can I feel fantastic uh, is completely different to I feel sick or I feel tired or I feel stressed because your brain will do what you tell it to do. So if you ask your brain, how can I feel healthy? How can I feel energetic? How can I feel inspired? How can I be more motivated? Is it possible that your brain will help you come up with those answers all by yourself? You get to choose your words, yay! You get to choose your thoughts, yay! But here's the next logical step. If I get to choose my thoughts, what do my thoughts control? Is it possible that my thoughts control my actions? And if I have more positive action, so if I take action on a challenge rather than whinge, moan and complain about it, which is also an action, but if I say to my brain, how can I fix this? How can I overcome this? How can I become better? Then is it possible that my thoughts control my actions and my actions control my results? So if I'm taking more positive choices, using more positive words, making more positive choices, is it possible that I have more positive outcomes? Now, the answer might be no. Because life sometimes just throws stuff at you. You might be saying positive words and thinking positive things and taking positive actions and, and, it, and your house still gets burnt down by a bushfire or gets flooded or an earthquake tips it over or you can pick up a germ from somebody and you get sick. That one, though, I'm going to just... I always give myself an uppercut on this one because if I get sick, I always take responsibility for that. 
The human body is designed to be healthy and we have an immune system that every part of our immune system when it's working effectively is absolutely designed to keep us healthy. Whether we get attacked by a germ in food, so we might get food poisoning, we pick up a germ bug or virus by something we touch or something we taste or somebody breathes on us, uh, there are many people who have germs breathed on them or viruses breathed on them and they don't get sick because they've got a strong immune system. So that's one of the things that I take responsibility for. Rather than getting angry because I'm sick, I take responsibility that I need to, if I get sick and I haven't been for a very long time, I take responsibility for that because I say, okay, what, have, what haven't you been doing? Maybe you haven't been sleeping well enough. Maybe you haven't been hydrated. Maybe you haven't been eating high-performance food. Maybe you're not fit and strong enough. So consequently, your immune system is not looking after you. And I love this expression, if you look after your body, your body will look after you. But as I shared, sometimes stuff just happens. So how do you deal with that? <laughs> so if you've done everything that you possibly can, so you're using positive words, positive thoughts, taking positive actions, you're looking after yourself and stuff still happens and life is still shit, what do you do? Well, these two tools for me are the ultimate. Uh, one is for prevention and one is for cure. <laughs> uh, this beautiful set of dumbbells here, and I just call them, uh, these are the, the um, big bundles of joy with the handle. <laughs> Each one of these weighs 28 kilos. And I can do a full workout with these. So I can do squats and lunges and dumbbell rows and I do push-ups and dips and I've had a really good workout. And for me, this is the prevention to crap happening in my life. Because when you've got really strong muscles and bones, so when you lift heavy, you've got strong muscles. When you've got strong muscles, that pulls on strong but more makes your bones stronger and your immune system is built inside your bones. Uh, if, you, if you're lifting heavy and you think you can't do another one and you do one more or two more or even half of one more, what happens now is you have neuroplasticity in your brain because you thought you couldn't do it, but you did one more or half of one more. So now you're thinking differently. You're thinking mentally tougher or you've actually become more mentally tough because when you have neuroplasticity change in your brain and when you pump brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain, you actually have neurogenesis, which is new brain cells. So you can drop off the rotten, negative, horrible brain cells and grow new ones. And that only comes when you overload your brain. So my prevention tool is to stay really strong. Uh, and that's strong muscles, strong bones, strong immune system, strong endocrine and central nervous system because they both have to work really hard when you lift heavy. And when all of those are working together, you've got a strong body, mentally tough and strong and physically tough and strong. And every time you push a little bit harder than you thought you could, you get even more mentally tough and more mentally strong. So tool number one is to think more positive, talk more positive, act more positive to get more positive results. But if that doesn't work and shit still happens, you've got to have a backup plan. And I don't like talking about backup plan, but being mentally and physically strong means that if life throws stuff at you, you have the ability to fight back because you're strong, mentally tough and physically strong. And that doesn't happen by a pretty pink box falling out of the sky. You have to force your bones and muscles to get stronger. You have to force your brain to, to go into neuroplasticity. If you don't force it, if you don't overload it, it doesn't get tougher and stronger. 
And that's one of the beautiful combinations of brain and body, yeah? Because if you overcome a challenge, your brain gets stronger. If you overcome a physical challenge, your muscles and bones get stronger, but so does your brain. So they all work together beautifully. So if you want to be mentally tough and strong, you have to get strong physically. You actually have to get strong muscles and bones, which fire up the endocrine and central nervous system and the immune system so that you can fight germs, bugs, viruses, and diseases. So these are prevention tool. These, on the other hand, my boxing gloves, are a, uh, a cure tool. <laughs> if you feel stressed, if you feel angry, if you feel annoyed, if you feel anxious, any of those stress feelings where your body has produced cortisol, epinephrine, adrenaline, they are the movement drugs. And if you don't move, because the obviously a movement drug provides your body with the ability to move. That's the, the, the spark up. Your endocrine system, your hormonal system, your hormones for movement are designed to, to fire up the system required to get you the hell out of there or to turn and fight. Ha ha. So what happens? Your body to be able to move, in an instant, your hormonal system will produce epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, which increases your blood, uh, blood pressure, increases your heart rate, increases your blood sugar levels and increases your blood fat levels. All the sugar and fat comes out of your fat cell, out of your, your, your muscles, into the bloodstream and off you go. But if you don't go, <laughs> so you feel stressed, your body produces the movement drugs, but you don't move, you don't punch, you don't kick, you don't sprint. Now your body has elevated heart rate, elevated blood pressure, elevated blood sugar levels, elevated, elevated blood fat levels, that's called stress, and your body goes into a state of dis-ease. Dis-ease. <laughs> you are not at ease. And that's where you get sick. That's where you get stressed. Stress is one of the biggest killers in the world. So if you want to get rid of stress, if you want to disperse those cortisol, epinephrine, adrenaline, and now once they are dispersed and your blood uh, fat levels go down, your blood sugar levels go down, your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate goes back to normal, to resting, now your body produces reward drugs to say, congratulations, Rowie, you fought the challenge, you overcame the challenge, you solved the problem, you're a bloody legend. So what happens now is your brain fills up with dopamine reward drug, serotonin is a satisfaction drug, which is, wow, I love my life, uh, Endorphins are the beautiful one because they give you the painkillers and the awesome feeling after you've finished exercising. So the painkillers to be able to fight or sprint and then the feeling of, wow, I've overcome a big challenge. Uh, and then this brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is the fertilizer that makes all of those work better for the future. So when you've got brain-derived neurotropic factor putting fertilizer into your brain, next time you have to sprint, next time you're stressed, next time you have to fight, next time your body produces those movement drugs, your body will produce them more effectively at a higher dose, at a, a higher uh, consistency, so that all of that works better. So when you get puffed, <laughs> when you work at 100% effort, when you get the hell out of there, and that's the whole point Fight and flight, the stress drugs, the stress system, the neurotransmitters that allow you to fight and flight, uh, they are simply designed to disperse stress and make you feel good. So they're actually a really good thing. So the harder you exercise, the harder you push your body, the more intensely you put into the activity, 
the more puffed you get, the more you overload your muscles, the fitter and stronger you get for next time, the better you feel immediately after you have overcome the challenge. So three major tools. If you have no option, if you're a parent, a teacher, a coach that can't have a sick day, you can't pull the covers over your head and say, I'm not going to work today or I can't cope today. If you're the person that can't give up, even if you feel like it, and are there days that I don't feel like it? Yes. Are there days that I'm stressed? Yes. Are there days that I'm tired? Yes. Are there days that I just would like to pull the covers over my head and not get up? And the answer is yes. But it doesn't happen at this house and it doesn't happen inside this headspace because I've got these three amazing tools. Regardless of how I'm feeling, I would never say, I feel sick, I feel tired, I feel stressed. Because I'm telling myself that I am. I'd rather lie to myself than tell myself that I feel bad. So I use that expression like I did before. Am I telling a lie or am I telling the truth in advance? I like to think it's the truth in advance because I am going to be feeling fantastic. And whenever I feel less than 100%, that's the first thing I do. I go and sprint. I punch the bag. I skip rope. I jump on the cross trainer. I jump on the treadmill. I run up some hills. I run around the house, run up the driveway, do jump squats, do push-ups. Whatever's available to me at the time, and they're usually all there. You just have to choose one. And you go as hard as you possibly can for as long as you possibly can, which is about 10 seconds. And that whole endocrine system then fires up. So you get the epinephrine, adrenaline, and cortisol. Then you get serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, brain-derived neurotropic factor, and you feel better. That's a choice. I could pull the covers over my head and feel sorry for myself. I can't call in and have a sick day. That's not an option for me. I don't know if that's an option for you. But I can't do that. So I have these amazing tools I would never say I feel sick. I just go, okay, let's go. And 10 seconds is all it takes. Go as hard as you possibly can. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And you don't have to have equipment. You can jump squat. You can do push-ups. You can sprint on the spot. But all of that changes your brain chemistry, which means you can now think more clearly. And if you're thinking more clearly, is it possible that you can now overcome a challenge? The beautiful thing about brain-derived neurotropic factor when when I talk about fertilizer for your brain Isn't it awesome that you can think more clearly, be more creative, be more of a problem solver, solution finder, because your brain's working better. And that doesn't fall out of the sky in a pretty pink box. You've actually got to punch or kick or do push-ups or do jump squats. You've got to get puffed. 100% effort produces 100% change in your body. The beautiful thing about the prevention tool here is that you can't sprint hard, you can't punch hard, you can't kick hard, you can't jump high if you've got weak muscles. So if you want to maintain strong body, strong muscles, strong bones, strong endocrine system, strong central nervous system, and have a body that is capable of punching, fighting, sprinting, fighting, flighting, you have to stay strong. So you have to lift heavy, get puffed, lift heavy, get puffed. Then the words that you use... Is it easier to use positive words when you're feeling good? Of course. So which comes first? Do you get puffed? Do you get strong? Or do you use positive words? How about a combination of all three? Yes, you've got to be strong so that you can get puffed. And maybe you've got to use positive words to get started. Maybe if you get strong and then you get puffed, it's much easier to use positive words. I don't know and I don't want to have that argument. 
What I do know is that if you tell yourself that you're tired, that you're stressed, that you're sick, that you're angry, that life is shit, it will be. If you decide all by yourself, because we get to choose our words, we get to choose our thoughts, we get to choose our actions, which then get to give us the result. So what if we choose to be strong? What if we choose to be fit? What if we choose to use positive words, even if we don't feel like it? And that's the final connection of all of that, isn't it? It's this great word called discipline. Do what you should do, when you should do it, even if you don't feel like it. And it's, I don't think we need the first two bits. We all know what we're supposed to do and we all know when we should do it. We just don't do it if we don't feel like it. So I've got these three tools. If you don't feel like it and you tell yourself you don't feel like it, the words will stop you. So even if you don't feel like it, consciously change your words. Make sure your body's strong and make sure your body's fit. This will prevent, will actually prevent stress, depression, anxiety, sickness, disease. Being strong fixes everything. And then if you feel stressed and you get puffed, that will fix the whole stress situation. So we've got tools available to us. The choice now is whether or not we use them. The toolbox, three simple things in the toolbox. Change your vocabulary, get strong, get fit. Use positive words, get strong, get fit. Decide not to say crappy things, get strong, get fit. What if you put a combination of those three tools into your toolbox and use them every day? Is it possible that you too could be happy every day? Woohoo! Motivated, inspired, happy dancing, happy singing. May your Mondays be magical. May your Tuesdays be terrific. May your Wednesdays be very well and your Thursdays be thankful.